Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 91 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library's podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Miracle. Jacob, oh, how are you today? I am doing not so bad. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I do have a really important question, though. What's I, I need to know if these two things are linked. Number one... Your hair is looking really nice. You definitely you. have some product in it. I, 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 this is how it always looks. I don't know what you're talking about. And number two, your headphones are not on your head, but they're they're askew as to not touch the hair. Really? Is that intentional? Really? You know, I hadn't even noticed that. <laughs> it's, that seems like a totally You prima donna. Me? You a feel, that means you're like, I'm looking good today. Yeah, well, you know. Oh, well, you do have your scarf on. Oh, my God. I know. I get to rock the scarf again. It's that time of season that your scarf is back. It's casual Friday, too, so I can rock the scarf with the hair gel. Oh, it's just You have your black and gray scarf with your black button down and then your grayish black jeans. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Look at you. The black coat. It all matches, man. Look out, Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> look out. Everything's intentional. Do you know what else you need to look out for? Did you see? Okay, so you know about gender reveals yeah I and do. they're how they like pretty much start forest fires and are like the worst thing ever that happened oh yeah my cousin tried to do one a couple weeks ago it did not go well i mean they never seem to i feel like it was fine when you were like here's my like six buddies and my grandma and we're gonna cut this cake and it's mm. gonna be blue or pink and i think that's really sweet and then it became like we're shooting cannons but did i saw the most recent one is my favorite one um it's this chick and she's like pantsless and she's laying on a like stomach down on a thing go on and then she toots oh and the powder is blue okay (laughs) that makes sense that'll work there's a lot of uh you know good imagery going on there i suppose (laughs) imagine having to like fart on command like that you're like all right i don't think it's good for you (laughs) what to shoot i think it's good for you it's not good for the baby i think all of it i think it's not real i think that it was her commentary on the entire thing, but still, you think you think she I like got, living in the world of it. I don't. I don't like the idea she CGI'd. Like, uh, no, it wasn't. It was definitely not CGI. But CGI'd <laughs> butt powder. It wasn't CGI'd. So anyway, I just the world needed to know. If you haven't known people, well, you I'm gonna have to keep on the eye out for you. Uh, because you know we got our thumb on, on the pulse. Is that what it's called? No, your finger. Finger. Well, th- you know, it's not good to put your thumb on the pulse because you have a pulse in your thumb. Right. I remember them teaching us that in CPR class. Like, don't ever check for the pulse with your thumb. Way to blow it, Michelle. I actually, the guy for uh, that I did the CPR class for told me don't use your thumb because it's not a finger because he was being a little smart aleck. Wow. Yeah. I was like, hey, way to take this seriously. Hilarious. (laughs) Um, But yeah, with, again, finger on the pulse here, we both saw Joker. We did. Look at us in the world. Rapidly going up to $1 billion (sighs) worldwide, which is a crazy amount of money for this flick. Yeah. It's seriously nutso. We just need to see Lighthouse now. Yeah, we do. And then we'll have seen like the weird, oh, and Parasite when that comes out. Parasite is out. Oh, is it out? You can see it at the uh, Eastern Hills Mall. Oh, come on. Anywhere else. No. Why? What's wrong with Eastern Hills Mall? Are it's because it's a dirt mall? Because they have that terrible theater. Those seats are, like, condemned. They got new seats. They got fancy seats? Yeah, they got, like, well, not the reclining ones, but they got, like, the rocking kind. Little leather rocking oh, chairs. come on now. 
That's, yeah, it might be no, all right. No, I don't like going to Eastern Hills. I can't come to North Park or Amherst. I mean, it probably will eventually. Well, that, I feel, will be the trifecta of weird movies. But until then... I got hair gel. I'm drinking a little macchiato. We're talking about going to see indie movies. It's fancy time right now. We're, we're, we're both wearing scarves. What is, what is happening? Right oh, now? boy. It's a European cast. But I think it is definitely, regardless of how anyone feels about the movie, important to talk about Joker. Oh, It was yeah. also just all over the news and in our faces for a while. I mean, it's been literally everywhere. It's all anybody would talk about about a month before it came out. Yeah. It's been on the news ever since then, really. I just remember seeing the trailer and being like, this looks amazing. And then some early reviews came out and were like, this is pure trash. But then people were like, no, it's not. They're just angry. And I was like, oh, no, better yeah. go see it. And you did. And apparently you enjoyed it, I assume. Right? Oh, no, I definitely enjoyed it. Okay, that's good I'm, to know. I'm, I'm leading with that it was a good film. So for anyone who, I mean, this is, I think a lot of people, it's not their cup of tea. So I'm going to do a quick synopsis of what this origin story is about we'll do a quick quick clip i hate saying that it's so hard for me and then we'll kind of talk about the film a little bit and then our boy joaquin what do you think a friend of the show joaquin of course god do you think everyone's a friend of the show i know everyone's a friend of the show Okay, so in this film, Joaquin Phoenix plays Arthur Fleck. He is a part-time rent-a-clown. He's working for a seedy talent agency. All of every scene with the talent agency makes just, me feel yeah, bad. Yeah, just, just gross. It's just, just it's not good. He's mentally ill, and he is coping um, via meds and court-ordered therapy, which don't seem to offer comfort or represent any sort of caring which, well, I mean, they, how could they, really? It's a I problem guess, with social work. It's I think that's true. Not enough Over, time. Overworked and not enough people. So he is devoted to his sick mother, sick mother Penny, who's played by Frances Conroy. She's always great. She's great at playing creepy people. Oh, absolutely. I love that lady. And she has really encouraged him to see himself as a joyous light in the world, bringing laughter to the people. I mean, he kind of does that. Sure. Um, the problem is that he isn't particularly funny, and he's painfully awkward. He's kind of just twitchy and socially incompetent. Yeah, just kind of like a like a real weirdo. I guess. That's yeah, the I think way to people really shy away from him in public because his erratic behaviors make them uncomfortable. Um, it is easy for viewers to, I think, empathize with his desire to be loved without necessarily loving him. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, definitely, because when he says he feels invisible, it's clear why, because he is the kind of person that in, I think, any society, people look away from on the street out of either apathy or just well, I mean, discomfort. And if I see people that just suddenly start laughing in the middle of the street for no reason, I tend to like, you know cross the street and give it a wide berth. I know, but that's what I want to get into, because I found like that was really interesting when I did some self-reflection. But so all in all, Arthur wears two masks, the one that he paints for his day job where he's a clown, and then the guys that he projects in this absolutely futile attempt to feel like he is part of the world around him. He's isolated, he is bullied, his, he's disregarded by society, and then he kind of begins a slow descent into madness and then he transforms into the criminal mastermind that we all know is the Joker. Yeah, the clown prince of crime, so it's, to speak. It's very interesting. I think everyone really likes origin stories done well, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a super quick clip from the movie just to give you a little feel for it. Got it. Arthur, I have some bad news for you. (laughs) This is the last time we'll be meeting. You don't listen, do you? 
Edith asked the same questions every week. How's your job? Are you having any negative thoughts? All I have are negative thoughts. Oof, that is a pretty great Joker laugh right there, I gotta say. Oh, it's super creepy. I read he worked on that laugh for four months. Well, it paid off for Can sure. Can you imagine, though, sitting in like a trailer just like over and over doing that laugh? I feel like you would lose your mind. Well, it helps considering who you're playing. Yeah. Then again, maybe that's <clears> just what Joaquin Phoenix does. He does. He seems like an odd duck, that one. Maybe. I mean, the whole his whole transformation, like his excessive weight loss, I mean, he looks... He looks super grotesque. Oh, it's gross every time. He's I mean, I think I read shadows. that he lost like forty-five pounds. Yeah, he lost forty-five pound, pounds to play the role, even though his instinct, he said, was to gain weight. Really? He thought to do it, and then Todd Phillips, who's the director, convinced him otherwise. So I, I think that was the right move. I don't think oh, I would yeah. do it with a fat Joker. That'd be like more gross. Like, yeah, it definitely, and more like goofy, which this was not at all. So as we were saying, weeks before its release, many people were worried that the film's depiction of this man with mental illness resorting to violence because of how the world treats him would end up causing more harm than good. Yeah, like even like the Aurora Theater in Colorado wouldn't even air the film. Oh, yeah. Too. I mean, the U.S. military ended up warning people about possible violence. The studio canceled interviews before the film was released. And then eventually having to put out a statement that they stood by it, but that they understood that some theaters were adding extra security. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of bananas where yeah. you're like, oh, what's going to like happen at this movie? And it's pretty awesome that it, none of that actually came to pass. Yes, like, of course. Yeah, people aren't that nuts, man. Come on. Yeah, but that's just the thing, because I think that just plays in the whole misconception. Like, mentally ill people are not really violent. Right. Which is something that this... Kind I mean, of gets into a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like there's there's outliers in it. But also, so people were kind of expecting that. What they weren't expecting, I think anyone, star and director included, was that, like <laughs> Jacob said, the film is soon to cross a billion dollars worldwide. I mean, that is nuts. When they made this movie, Warner Brothers was worried about it being a bomb. They gave up yeah. f- 50% of the box office to get $20 million to cover the budget because they were worried about losing money. So... It's like incredible that they were worried about losing twenty million and they gave away five hundred million. I know, but you can, but I can kind of understand what they were so worried about. So again, I really enjoyed the film, but there's definitely some really ugly, self-serving messages throughout it because it's incongruously bent on creating sympathy for Batman's worst enemy, who is like going to be a mass murderer. Oh, and, and creates all these atrocities, but they want you. To feel badly for him. Which is always, that was the problem people had when they originally pitched this idea. They're like, how do you make the Joker sympathetic in any way? Because he's mm-hmm. like super evil, like all the time. Embracing so. complete nihilism, I think, is difficult for people. And then if you do, you're like, oh, then it's like we're, we're in purge territory here. I, actually, I think actually that their casting of Joaquin Phoenix went a long way to making people feel better. Originally, uh, Warner Brothers wanted Leonardo DiCaprio for the role. Really? Um, but the Todd Phillips refused to do it. He was like, no, it's going to be Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, and it's I f- ugh, just perfect casting. Yeah, because I feel like it adds like a more... I want to say more cachet. I know DiCaprio is a great actor, but I feel like he's on a... It, him and Joaquin Phoenix are 
different levels. Same because one's place. more indie now. Like Th- Leo is huge megastar. That's kind of what I mean. Like it feels like people expect this kind of like more a better movie to come from Joaquin Phoenix because he doesn't do an awful lot. And when he does, it's usually something to go check out. It's almost everything he does is a brilliant showcase for him. Right. Because he's just so good in everything that he touches yeah so i feel like that added a little bit to it uh the trailers like you said once people started seeing those popping up or just like the makeup test everybody was like oh that's pretty great oh yeah because with especially with him like there's such a difference i feel between performing and acting and he's always performing yes because you know like you're not like oh he's not just like out there reading the lines you're like i feel like this is in his brain and will probably be there forever there was actually a little bit of a scandal because uh the one person who really hated this idea was jared leto because he felt like hey i'm doing a joker Joker, i should get my own movie he tried to actually get this movie canceled to which everybody was kind of like i didn't see suicide squad so i don't know how terrible he was but i mean i've heard oof is the only word it can go there yeah. But I mean, this is just such a like a great movie. It's going to be up for all kinds of awards this season. Phoenix I has mean, a very good chance at best actor. He has to at least be nominated. I can't imagine. I can't imagine a world where he's not. He, so the film that now I did enjoy it. I'm really glad that I saw it. I was affected by it. I don't know that I would watch it again. I could see that. It's it was heavy, but it definitely did a good job of making me look at my behavior in my society with mentally ill people um especially when and i don't think this is much of a spoiler it might even be in the trailer he's sitting at one point and he's like writing in his notebook like all crazy and i think the thing that he writes is the worst part about having a mental illness is that people expect you to act as if you don't which is very true and that really hit me because you know being in in a public building we're exposed to a lot of people who are either homeless or ill or don't have places to go along with everybody else and you know after years of it or kind of seeing the same people you know you feel kind of worn or you're you're less patient with people because you're like oh don't do this thing again like you did this like uh but then it took me a second and then I'm like yeah they don't want to do it either like people cannot help these behaviors and like part of the problem is that we just kind of brush it off as like that they're doing things to annoy us or to get attention and Mm -hmm. i think this film was really important for people to see i'm not saying like you know it's the joker it's still it's complete fiction this is a fictional world of gotham he's a fictional person he's gonna fight a fictional hero it's not real yeah there's no bruce wayne's exactly so it's fine that he can resort to violence because that's the story we're trying to grow here but when you look at it from realistic aspect i think it was really important for people to see to just kind of understand someone with a mental illness and, you know when you go like you said with how many people went to go see this movie it definitely is going to get that point across like people are definitely can't watch this movie on just a superficial level because it's not something that jumps right into it's all the action scenes it builds no, up to that's, everything, it's so. definitely a slow build so it's like you have to actually get into this guy's head before you get any of like the major payoff so it's like you spend a whole hour getting into what's going on what makes yeah. him tick before anything even really goes on i think the thing that I didn't like about the film is that Todd Phillips, he kind of refuses to see Arthur as anything other than a victim, mm. which is a problem because some of what he does is unspeakably horrible. Right. So they make it seem like he has no choice but violence and no escape from his madness. And like that makes it hard, I think, as a viewer. Like, oh, he's this dark truth teller. So 
because he's learned that the world's a joke and nothing more. But like, I don't know where that's supposed to leave us. Yeah, it's like, like well, am I supposed that? to root for him? Yeah, and like you know, I know what this guy's gonna do. He's definitely a multiple murderer, like without a doubt. Yeah. So it's so you just have to remember when you see it is a comic book. Yeah, it's it's a comic meant to guy. be a comic book. It's not meant to be. I think full discussion of every person and thing in the earth like it's gotham no yeah gotham's a bad place and a lot of the time like people are still iffy that the joker has an origin to begin with because he does not in the comics so it's Uh kind of like a you know anathema kind of thing to a lot of people that read the comics for their whole life so yeah just take it for what it is everybody yeah but all in all it's a good film very good And, you know, considering it stars one of the top actors in the world. Yeah, let's just get into him because Joaquin Phoenix is amazing. I mean, he is. I think I don't know that I've seen anything. I have seen movies with him that I have not enjoyed, but I don't think I have ever had a problem with his performance. Which as an actor is basically what you want to do. Like, even if your movie stinks, it's like, well, you know who was really good in that piece of crap was. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah. So you want to get into him a little bit? I mean, we're never going to have time because. I mean, we never do. I droned on a bit, but we have we can get into some things. So really some. Base information about Joaquin Phoenix, maybe you don't know. I mean, you probably do. You've got it all together. Like, You've I, said, got good hair. like I said, we're best friends. That's what we <laughs> That's do. right. So he, do you know that he grew up in an infamous cult, the Children of God? I did not know that part. Yeah, so his parents that were, explains their names. were missionaries with this cult that would go around spreading the teachings. They left when he was about four. Um, they left the cult, but he was super affected by it because when, so from like zero to four, and he had a bunch of other siblings, they traveled through Latin America for this cult, um, and they were completely poor, so they had all of their children on the street begging for money. Mm. So he used to be a little beggar. They lived in a rat-infested shack with no toilet. So that was like his early kind of formative years. Then they left... um, the parents were kind of like this cult is not <laughs> I mean you're living I in thought we were shack. spreading some good things exactly so they left um, for the US their last name was actually bottom and they changed it to Phoenix to kind of symbolize their rebirth like out of this cult and in a new place better last name better than bottom yeah. yes they ended up the reason they got to the US they stowed away on a freighter ship nice his life's like crazy Pretty then great. when they got here they were homeless and they were living out of a car before oh. they ended up eventually getting a one-bedroom apartment for seven of them. Oh, that's all, always a good time. And then he ended up on the streets again. They had all of their kids kind of busking in L.A. for money. But because of, like, they were busking and then they would go to talent shows with the things that they were doing. And that is how River and Joaquin were discovered by a casting director. Oh, well, that's pretty awesome. I mean, it's crazy, like... They had all that practice in South America? Yeah, like if they didn't have these terrible hardships where they had to like kind of beg and perform on the streets, but then they wouldn't have been discovered. Super weird. And then we know I think the biggest thing that Joaquin was attached to for a while was in 1993 when he was 19. He went to the Viper Room with his brother uh, River, and then he overdosed in front of him and died. Which is something that definitely gets your name out there and is going to stick with you for the rest of your it's life. It's just really traumatizing. I mean, I, can't, I even remember when that happened. I don't remember. I was too young to really care because, you know, I was like, I'm not allowed to watch yeah. River Phoenix movies to begin with. What is my own private Idaho? I don't understand. Yeah. But, like, I remember it being, like, a huge deal because he was definitely, like, the big up-and-coming actor oh, at the yeah, time. Like, was, him and Johnny Depp were, like... He was huge, thing. and Joaquin had been in things by then, too. So, and it's really sad. He's the one who called 911. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like that has stuck with him his entire life, no doubt, and probably 
you know, is in his performances. Oh, I'm he's sure. He's finding grief or madness or things like that. He's basically acting for two at this point. And he took a whole year off from uh, oh, yeah. from acting. And then he came back with uh, that Nicole Kidman to die for, right? When he was only like 20. Oh, yeah. I remember that movie. Yeah, he was in that one. I think that was his comeback one. He's been in so many movies. We're gonna try. To, we're probably going to go over a little bit today. So stick with us. But let's talk about a couple of maybe our favorites or great performances or... You know, whatever we want. I mean, yeah, it's our show. I mean, nobody's going to stop that. us. <laughs> <laughs> like, it means that we got to be like, hey, you got to hit this point. <laughs> wow, nicely said. So I have to start with the first thing I ever saw him in when I originally fell in love with him was Parenthood. Oh, okay. I kind of forgot he was in that one. Yeah, we talked about this movie, I think, before in the show. But it's the Steve Martin film where he plays Gil Buckman. He's struggling with the deficiencies of his children and thinking that they reflect poorly in his parenting and then that his siblings and their stress is also in it. So one of his sisters is Diane Wiest. Oh, Diane Wiest. I love Diane Wiest. She's the best person. She's facing difficulty with her teenage daughter, Martha Plimpton, who becomes pregnant by Keanu Reeves. Perfect movie. Yeah, lucky her. And then she also has a young son who's played by Joaquin. And he it's a really great performance because as a young boy, he's probably like 12 or 13 and he's just lost in the world. He has an absentee father who moved on and has like a new family and has completely neglected his son. And the emotions that he brings, like they're extremely believable. Like I was just like, oh, that's just who that kid is in real life. And then you find out like, oh, no. He's just a really good actor. So great place to start, especially if you haven't seen it. A, it's a super cute movie, but looking at little 13-year-old Joaquin, he's got like a cool skater boy haircut. It's great. He's one of those ones that definitely you can tell, like looking at him. You're like, all right, I recognize that face. There's a lot less facial hair going on or a lot less gauntness. Yeah, but he definitely looks, I mean, he looks like a little baby, but great, great film. So I feel like that was the first time I saw him, and then I'll get into the next time I saw him when I was like, Whoa, bro. So, so the first time I really recall particularly seeing him was actually another like, whoa, what is this? It was 1999 with 8 millimeter, the Nicolas Cage. Okay, I kind of remember that. I don't remember that movie well. Oh, it is one heck of an interesting movie, <laughs> let me tell you. It's a Schumacher flick, so that kind of okay. tells you it's going to be slickly directed. Yeah. Uh, but the movie, it's about like Nick Cage plays a private detective who gets hired by a widow who finds a snuff film in her dead husband's vault about a girl getting... Yeah. (laughs) So she's like, she wants to know if it is real. So it sends Nick Cage, of all people, (laughs) to start going through like the seedy underworld of like sex trafficking and like torture videos and stuff like that. So what's Joaquin doing up in this? He plays a clerk at a sex toy store who is assisting Nicolas Cage in like going through like the background and going through all these underground areas. He's kind of like his guide, but he's, he's got like this weird, goofy, weird hair color going on there. <laughs> okay. But he's play, trying to play this dude who is both trying to put on this front as like, you know, considering where he works, he has to fit in, but he's also sitting there reading like, um, Corn or not Corn McCarthy, um, in cold blood, Truman Capote. Okay. While he's like working in the store and like highlighting passages. Of okay. It. So I just Th- that enjo- sets him up. I get who they're trying yeah. to make him out to be. So it's just it's such a fun movie to watch. Not a fun movie to watch, I'll say, but it's an entertaining <laughs> movie like at least. I don't know how fun is the right word for what you just described. I very much remember watching <laughs> this with a bunch of my like friends when we were teenagers, and a lot of like a couple of people being like, "That was a very disturbing movie. <laughs> I don't know why we watched that entire thing." 
But of course, went, that's what Jacob recommends. I totally forgot he was in it because I got sucked into the character. And then when I found out like years later that he was the one dude in that movie, I'm like, well, gosh, he really got sucked yeah. into that role, didn't he? So okay. eight millimeter, if you're looking for kind of a gross premise, but I mean, anytime it's got Nick Cage, you know, I'm going to suggest. Obviously, it, so. obviously we're into it. I have to bring up Gladiator just because sure. I think that was the movie that put him like on the map for people of like, OK, this guy is an excellent actor and he avoided the trap of getting stuck in that kind of whiny, like really hated character, which I think sometimes people play those roles and then they're stuck in them. Right. So he made really good choices after. But I, I don't need to get into Gladiator a lot. People are very familiar with it. We've got Maximus played by Russell Crowe. He's one of the Roman army's yeah. most capable generals. And then, um, you know, watch Gladiator. You'll be entertained. That pretty much. Oh, you're not entertained. Well done. Um, And then Marcus Aurelius's son is Commodus, who's played by Joaquin Phoenix. And he is the worst. Yeah. Like the worst. His performance is so good because he's so smarmy and you just want to like punch him or like rip his throat out while you're watching the movie. Yeah, it is a pretty gross character. But like he manages to be terrible, but weak, but powerful, like. It's so many things. Just truly stellar performance. And Gladiator has aged well. I saw it not long ago, and I was like, yep, you're yeah, still the, you're yeah. still a great movie. Still, still a fun movie. I actually thought he won Best Supporting Actor. It's actually two times I thought he won an Oscar oh, and when he did didn't, not. and yeah. I was, like, shocked. I'm like, I could have swore that he won it for this movie, and he, he definitely should have. But I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, it's one of the things where you just know, like, this dude's going to be one of the up-and-comers. Yeah. Because it seemed like even that one, he was pretty young still. Like. Oh, yeah, no, he was definitely still young, but then we were like, oh, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. He's a big star, so. He's got, oh. that, la- he's got that awesome last name. That's pretty much what you need. Not bottom. <laughs> yeah, well, Phoenix yeah. bottom. <laughs> not, as, not as good. <laughs> so we jump up a little bit, go to 2002 for the next movie, and that's going to be the M. Night Shyamalan classic. Signs starring Mel I Gibson. like that you put a question mark on classic well, because I did not like that movie. See, that's the thing because Signs is, I enjoyed it. But it is Signs. a classic. Yeah, like I enjoyed it. I thought it was fine. It's just like it a lot of people. It was fine until it. the last 10 minutes and then, oh. and then it lost me. Why, I'm sorry. Why would aliens go to a planet Dude, covered in the thing that just, can kill them? You just wouldn't. I mean, it does not even ki- covered. It rains. They couldn't even be hanging out. It'll it's, just take. Oh, it's it's just, in every plant. It's in everything. I should, it's in the humans. I should not have even thought that. Like, you don't want when people are already finding cracks in your twist, like before they leave the theater. But, like, everybody in the theater was looking at each other, like, why, why would they come to Earth? Like, Literally go, 100%. Go to Mars, man. It's, there's nothing there. I know, but there was no people. But why did they want to kill the It's Anyway, we're going to move on from that. But Signs <laughs> is a pretty effective movie as long as you ignore this sheer stupidity. I feel like it was it. he played a real straight role he was he was a straight man to mel gibson who's being super serious in this movie yeah. but he's also the comic relief which i think is also a thing that he's underrated on he can be very funny when he needs to be sure you, usually you don't hire joaquin phoenix to be <laughs> uh, comedic it's like getting sean penn in your fairly brothers movie people be like nope <laughs> doesn't don't, work don't care for that um but signs is a very good atmospheric movie there is some actually pretty good jump scares this is only Shyamalan's. i think it's his second or third movie so he is still in good form. Like, he hasn't jumped the shark yet. So he's still a pretty effective filmmaker. And no- then Joaquin was in another one of his, right? He was in The Village. Yes, and the less said about The Village, the better. See, I prefer The Village to Signs. I'm you, one of the, like, seven people who liked The Village. You want to know what was funny about The Village? 
halfway through the movie, you know, the part where he gets attacked. Yeah. There's a reason he's not in the rest of the movie because he flat out walked off the set and quit. So they had to rewrite the second half of the movie. To Joaquin have, did? Yeah. So, really? So they had to have a reason that he's not in the movie anymore. And if you notice, he doesn't have a single scene after they put him in that bed. It's all it turns into a Bryce Dallas Howard movie. And that is why, because he why quit. did he why did he quit? Because he hated the script. He hated wow. the movie. He thought it was terrible. As he was filming it, he's like, "This is not what I thought we were making," and was just like, "I'm out and left." But the movie was so far done and so much money, and they're like, wow, "We have to finish this movie." Wow, that's kind of terrible of him. Yeah, so it's pretty great when okay, you think about cool. that little fact. And, but go watch Signs. Don't watch The Village. Definitely don't watch Lady in the Water. And the less said, I didn't hate that one either. What? <laughs> It's been a really long time, but I remember seeing them and being like, eh, that's fine. Oh, boy. We're going to we're gonna have to do a Shyamalan cast so we can okay, get Okay, we'll into definitely that. see this movie. This is my favorite Joaquin. It's her. I loved her so much. Ooh, her. Man, I haven't seen that movie in a while. Oh, I love her. I kind of got creeped out by her. Of course though. you did. You're supposed to. But So it's a sensitive, soulful man. He earns his living. He's writing personal letters for other people. That's already depressing. And he is left super heartbroken after his marriage ends. So Theodore, played by our boy, becomes fascinated with this new operating system, which reportedly develops into an intuitive and unique entity in mm. its own right. And he starts the program, and he meets quote-unquote Samantha, who is voiced by Scarlett Johansson, but she's just the voice of this um, operating system. But she's really sensitive and kind of has this playful personality, you know, that she was built to have. And so they start off as, again, I'll say quotes, friends, but then the relationship deepens into love. And he, like, loves his operating system. And I know that that sounds terrible, but this is a really brilliantly reimagined rom-com Spike Jones did an amazing job with this film. It's beautiful. It's so lovely to look at. And it takes an amazing actor to believe well, yeah, this relationship that's budding. And, and you really do. And you're dazzled by him. And it's really touching in an odd and kind of sad way. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, he's basically talking to a phone for the entire movie. It's a one man show is basically all the acting in this. movie. Yes. So he's and I'm doubt Scarlett Johansson was on set during those. Uh, she wasn't. They actually You probably have a guy off screen. A production I cannot assistant remember. Someone else did it. It was either like a Martha Plimpton or a Rooney Mara. Someone voiced the whole thing. And then at the end, Spike Jones scrapped it and had Scarlett come fill in. It's probably Rooney Mara because I think they're dating. So They are dating, two. but they've been in, a, in other films together. Yeah, I'm but not, I mean, why not just get her on set? She's a good actress. But anyways, yeah, but her is an excellent movie. It's a genuinely provocative film. If you haven't seen it because it sounded weird, it has like a sci-fi element to it, which I think adds to it. But it's just, it's brilliant. It's lovely. He has a mustache. Please he go see her. Definitely has a mustache. He definitely that, has a mustache. That, that thing is front and center. It's it's actually the lead of the film. Let's try it. We gotta just do a couple more, even though we're over here. All right. Well, I guess we gotta definitely mention uh, 2005's Walk the Line, which yes. is the other one that I thought he won an Academy Award for and did not somehow. Reese he Witherspoon. Didn't, he won. didn't win. No, he was nominated. Didn't wow. win that year. So this is the life story of Johnny Cash, everybody, and everybody who just kind of knows him from his music might not realize that Johnny Cash, pretty horrible guy. Not a real he nice He had dude. issues. He had some demons. He had demons. Yeah, he was a drug addict and a you know criminal and all that, and well, he did leave his wife. He uh, loved her a lot. He did love his wife and three children, but still left them for Reese Witherspoon, which, okay, I get it. But Oh, no, that's who I meant that he loved. <laughs> and he loved that yeah. wife. So, you know, yeah, just get the other. Yeah, that was a true love story. I'm not, nobody's going to argue that, which is actually probably the sweetest part 
if a little problematic at times, considering he's kind of like the alcoholic, drug-addicted boyfriend who keeps showing up even though she keeps telling him, go away. But... Who we, are we to judge? Who are we to judge? Who are we to judge? Um, weddings in the 60s and 70s. Did you it? hear that, like, what happened to him because he went super method for that role that oh. he ended up... I heard, I thought you were talking about Johnny Cash. I'm like, well, No, 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 sorry. Joaquin, that he ended up, like, really getting into drugs. Really? And that was, like, his kind of intro into it, and he ended up in rehab afterwards. Yeah. So don't go so deep, you guys. Yeah, no, but he does do all the singing in this movie, which yeah. was a bold choice because, you know, Johnny Cash has a very distinctive voice, and I th- actually like his the way Joaquin Phoenix sings some of the songs more than Johnny Cash, honestly. You can't say that. Well, I That's did. That's just wrong. I like Get Rhythm in that movie, man. That's the first time I heard I that mean, song. I mean, he's good, but he's not Johnny. Come well, on. definitely not. I didn't that, but yeah, Walk the Line, it's, it still stands up. I didn't realize it was 14 years old. Could've oh, d- don't even tell yeah. me that. Could have done without that little piece of information. Um, but it's an excellent movie. James Mangold has become one of Hollywood's best directors. So go check it out, everybody. Okay. Let me just mention two quick ones, and then I will be done. Because these are more recent films. The first one is You Were Never Really Here. Oh, the Prime movie. If you saw it? Uh, yeah, it's pretty great. It is pretty great. It's about a traumatized veteran. He is unafraid of violence, and he tracks down missing girls for a living. So that's Joaquin Phoenix's role. But then when one job spins out of control, his nightmares overtake him as this conspiracy is undercovered, leading to what may be his death or his yeah. awakening, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is a really tense, jarring, and haunting film. Oh, the like the end of this movie is just crazy, all the stuff that's happening. Yep, by yep. That point. Yep. Um, it's the way that it uses violence and the threat of violence for tension, very well done. I mean, and this is one of the guys you want. So you need somebody with a very intense stare oh, and oh, a, yeah. some pretty intimidating manner. And, and he is, has that. is another committed lead performance. Like, he is he is in it. Also, I just want to say Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead, he scores it. And I feel like the score is also really possible. Have you see all the all so. of your favorite musicians are getting off of the stage and getting behind the camera, man. Trent Reznor is like a multiple Oscar winner now. And he's not one of my favorites, though. Well, he's just an example of like him, like oh, Radiohead yeah. guy. Like all these dudes are like, I'm done. I'm just gonna score movies. Yeah, and it's working out for everybody. I also want to say that it's apparent in roles like this with Joaquin that he's not one of those actors where you see them kind of self consciously stretching themselves by taking these kinds of roles. It's just that he contains multitudes. Right. And like that these are all end up being really natural for him to play. This is not my favorite film by far, but his performance, 100% worth checking out. Like you said, it's an example of he's doing movies he wants to do that he feels like are something interesting and not just doing them because his agent is like, okay, you need to do this kind of movie. I'm sure a lot of the times they're like, please don't be doing these movies at all. Oh, well, I mean, he turned (laughs) down Doctor Strange. Like that was... They, Marvel oh, offered did he? Him, yeah, because they wanted that. Yeah, when it looked like they couldn't get Benedict Cumberbatch, they wanted uh, Joaquin Phoenix, and he said no because he thought it sounded dumb. I thought that movie was dumb. So. Well, he could have made a lot of money, but it's not his bag, baby. It's not his bag. His bag is doing films like my next one, Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot. Great title. Did you see that movie? No, I never even heard of it. Also weird. Okay, so it's about it's I believe it's based on a true story. And after nearly dying in a car accident... Um, the last thing that this slacker, John Callahan, that's Joaquin, intends to do is give up alcohol. But that is why he almost died. And he ends up, he's paralyzed from the waist down. So encouraged by his girlfriend, played by Rooney Mara, real life girlfriend. Hey, we were just talking about her. And his charismatic sponsor, played by Jonah Hill. So good. You cannot take your eyes off Jonah Hill in this film. But Callahan reluctantly enters a treatment program. 
and he learns during that that he has a knack for drawing. He becomes a budding artist, and he starts creating these really edgy newspaper cartoons, hmm. and then they gain national like a national and devoted following and that's like his real story um the film dwells exclusively on the difficult just mess of a human life on the edge sounds like a joaquin phoenix role absolutely it does again not a perfect film um it does have it has a lot of flaws but it's still worth seeing and it remains a striking character study um Mostly due to Joaquin, but again, Jonah Hill is is okay. really great. I they play off each other really, really well. I feel like that's been a thing lately with Jonah Hill. People are like, he's actually a really good actor, everybody. Come he on, is. pay attention to him. And I agree with yeah, this. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. He's a good actor. All right, we went super over, so why don't you plug us up quickly so I can do some Joaquin facts. So everything you hear on All Booked Up, everybody, we got at one of our 37 branches all over Erie County. Stop on by if we got it. Cool. If not, just ask them for it. They'll have it sent to you wherever you want. There's cool. also a bookmobile. Cool. Cool. Check out the library's website, buffalolib.org. Cool. Find cool. out where it's going to be. Super cool. And follow us on Twitter at All Booked Up Pod. Come say hi. There's actually a contest right now on the website where you can vote on a new library card design. They have one that little kids made and then one that some adults made. So we're obviously submitting the picture of the two of us. <laughs> we missed that. the window. What? It's over. But you can vote. So pick a card. Do it. Um, okay, some quick Joaquin facts because I love everything about him. I'm sure that you have noticed his most unique facial feature, which is that scar. Oh, you mean that huge scar right in the middle of his face? No, I hadn't noticed it at all. Boom, there you go. So I think people think, oh, it must have been an accident or an illness. I definitely assumed he was born with a cleft lip. That's what I always And that they figured it. Nope. What? Just, just born with the scar. What, what do you mean just born with He was scar? born with that scar. Like there, that mark was on his face and he was born with it. Uh, what? Yes. How did he Came no. out of the womb, mark was there. Um, you know, that's the kind, I don't mean, to, I don't believe in prophecies, but that seems like, you know, from everything I've ever seen throughout history, we need to do something about this guy. He's going to do something bad. <laughs> he's marked. He's yeah, marked he's literally came with, <laughs> came with a scar on his face. Uh, also interesting, he has been a vegan since he was three. Um, because his parents are vegan, so he adopted that way of life from an early age, and now he's really big in working with organizations that protect animal rights and has also has many campaigns in the past about raising awareness concerning animal abuse. Oh, okay. Those animal lovers, best kind of people. Yeah. Even Except though he's for, got the mark of the beast. Yeah, even though this one's kind of going to bring about the end of days. <laughs> um, also, I found really fun that at age six, he changed his name. Obviously, we've learned he's got a really free-flowing family, so his parents were okay with it. He changed his name to Leaf okay, because all of his siblings have names sort of related to nature, like river, rain, summer. Um, and Joaquin. Yeah, so at age six, he changed it to Leaf, and then that lasted until he was 16, and then he decided to go back to his real name. Better move. I don't think but Leaf But still, Phoenix. you had, like, different names. That's... That's also weird. Like he does weird things. That's also a weird thing. That no, it's I'm not arguing that it's a weird thing. But I love thing. it. Definitely made the right move going back though. It's better it looks better on a poster. And as we were saying, we're hoping that this is his year. He was nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for Gladiator in two thousand and then Best Leading Actor in two thousand and five for Walk the Line. I also think he was nominated for Best Actor for the Master. Right. He has not won. 
this could be this, it. This could be the this year. This could gang. be his year. Okay, thank you so much for listening to us talk about the Joker and Joaquin Phoenix. I feel great. Yeah, it's such a dark topic, but it's making us all happy this morning. And if you haven't somehow seen the SNL spoof on Joker, um, go watch that it's right now. pretty great. Might be the greatest know. thing that's come out of it. Okay, everyone, thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.